When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. DK Mags on Old Highway 8 in New Brighton. They're a full-service gun shop with a wide selection of everything from pistols to long guns plus ammo and accessories. And if you need a quick, a quick gift idea for a loved one, like yourself, DK Mags is having a sale right now on all 9mm ammunition. Buy four or more boxes, get a dollar off each box. That runs through the end of the year. And DK Mags will be more than happy to assist you in tracking down and purchasing the firearm or accessory you might be looking for. Check out the website, dkmags.com. But now keep in mind, the website does not list what's in the store. So you're going to have to stop in or give them a call. And both DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun are looking for new employees to join their wonderful staff. Again, right now, buy five boxes of 9mm uh, ammunition. I can talk. Don't worry. I'll be okay. Uh, and you'll get a dollar off each box through the end of the year. Great selection. Fair prices at DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun. DKMags.com. Maybe I should do my job as a producer, huh? Don McLean from J. Take two. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your hosts, Don McLean from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. I'm Monty Hall. We're going to make a deal here. We've got, uh, well, I did way too much show prep. That's the problem here. Okay. Um, wow. And um, the two of you, Dawn and John, by the way, hi. How are you guys doing? Hi, hi great. Good. Thanks good. for asking. Yeah, I know. I, I don't really care. I'm just trying to be nice. Uh, door number one, we previously talked about this off the air. It's the Ireland story. Door number two is uh, ghost stories. Door number three, Ross sent some stories that we could kill some time with. And then we have door number four, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a trip down the low road, the kind of the uh, dirt road, so to speak, where we pick, yeah, we pick low hanging fruit and possibly get the show canceled, which is good, (laughs) or or fired, which is not good. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, when it comes to door number four, I was thinking about asking somebody in charge about the uh, uh, advisability of doing this story. Oh, for God's sake, then don't do it if you have to ask the question. I know it's better to ask forgiveness, Dawn, than it is permission. But in this case, I'm thinking they won't forgive us, and they'll if probably fire us. If you think it's bad, no, we're not doing it. Yeah, I is agree. it is it worse than the bestiality story we did about six months ago? Remember that one? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. F- faintly, it's, it's close. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. I'm avoiding door number four. 
Yeah. It's it's the holiday season. I'm avoiding door number four. I just want four. you to know I did a whole lot of show prep on door number four and got a lot of info, <laughs> a lot of very disturbing and weird and sick and twisted information. Oh, boy. All right. Yikes. Let's go to door number one then. Um, question. Are fairy forts bad luck? So I'm watching Ancient Aliens on the History Channel. Yes. Of course you are. And they talked about briefly... When I tuned in, they were showing a guy, hold on, I have his name, a rich guy that built a big, big, big house on what was a fairy fort, oh. and this guy went broke. He was a zillionaire, Ooh. and uh, he uh, lost all his money, went right down to about $1,500, lost it all. Um, John DeLorean evidently built a factory on a fairy fort. And really? We all know what happened to him, yeah. um, but I had never heard of fairy forts. Does it sound and, like Kenny's reading a Mad Lib to anybody else? <laughs> I look, at, look at how thick this is. Yeah. I did way too much show prep on this, and I, basically, I just want to set it up and then rely on Don because I know you know about this stuff. But in Irish folk folklore, 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 it's believed that disturbing areas said to have strong connection to. To fairies could bring bad luck or even a curse. These areas include fairy forts, also known as rafts or lios, and it's wraith? the remain wraith. Okay, probably a wraith. Yeah, and they're the remains of hill forts or ancient circular dwellings and fairy tree trees or thorn bushes. This is something I didn't know anything about, and I sent you a text on, and of course you know everything about it. I don't so, know everything about it. I just know that they're super old areas where ancient people who lived in Ireland, like they were their little houses, and that's the rem the remains of them. Are we talking? Is is Stonehenge? Could that be considered one? Um, not really, because that okay. was like a sacred place. I think for ceremonies. Druids. Yeah. Yeah. For so ceremonies. these. These aren't the same as druids. Um, no. These are just people. Right. But evidently the Irish, they're big into, uh, well, nonsense. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> and curses. Wow. And evidently it's bad luck to destroy a fairy fort or disturb a fairy ring, especially in the spring when the good people are believed to be most active. Uh, in Ireland, fairy forts are the rem remnants of stone circles, ancient dwellings from the Iron Age. Right, like yeah. the 6th and 10th, between the 6th and 10th centuries. Yeah, and there was actually a story in 2017 where they had built a road, and the road developed dips and, um, you know, bumps and whatnot, and some of the locals blamed it on fairies and that they had built this road over fairy forts they that is something that is they and i know in iceland they will avoid they'll take a road all kinds of different ways to go around their their fairy forts and their um you know where are you at the elves. on this do you do you buy this yeah elves basically yeah the elves um i like the idea because i like anything that's sort of you know mythical Things like that. I like the idea of it. The little kid in me does. Yeah. Um, if there's a way to go around them, I think it's good. But I don't really believe in curses from fairies. What if you inherited a hundred acres in Ireland from yeah. 
from old uh, Seamus McLean. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out that I'm from Ireland and not you are. from Scotland. You are. Yeah, uh, Bradley, my new co-host over there, new to three on my talk, he does all this ancestry stuff, and I'm from Northern Ireland. <laughs> you, just, you just slipped into the little bit That's of a... That's right, I did. A little broke What there. do you want to talk about it? I, I want to talk about you building your new um, walkout rambler right uh-huh. on top of a ferry fort on your inherited land. Would you, in fact, do it? I, I mean, if there was, if it was just one acre, because they're every, like... They're all over. They're like every couple of miles in Ireland. There's like sixty thousand. In my mind, I'm seeing these, and I don't know for sure, but this is just the zealot in me. I'm seeing these as sacred as, like, say, Indian mound burial spots mm. that we have all over the United States, including a, a bunch of them right here in Minneapolis and yeah. in downtown St. Paul. Now, and we can't even walk on those if trees grow on them. We're not supposed to go cut the trees down. Yeah, that's I I totally respect that. I don't think this is where they buried the dead though. This is just the, the remnants. This is just where their little houses were. Just yeah, the best part people. The best part of this was Kenny, you know, you told me do a little research cuz I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. I must have watched 10 videos only because I love that accent of people, you know, <laughs> going, going to all the uh, fairy forts and I just I wasn't even listening. I was just listening to the accent just to hear how beautiful it sounded. You know, I've been ripping John Wayne recently, but yes, he made have. a really really good movie um over in Ireland. What the hell was the name of that movie? Um, I used to have it on tape. It's like 18 hours long and he actually acts and he doesn't do a horrible job acting. And it's, it's with uh, Marine, you know, uh, Marine O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God, I should know this. I'll look and, it up. And it's one of my favorite movies, and John Wayne isn't so bad in it. He's, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I I'm just... Su- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I don't remember what I was going to say. It was, oh, well, shoot. It was BS. <laughs> well, it I just BS. watched an, a movie set in Ireland, and it is... It has a lot of nominations with the Golden Globes, the most nominations. And it's um, Martin McDonough, who is, you know, he's a, he did, um, he's done a lot of plays, a lot of dark plays and also movies as well. Um, Three Boards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Great movie. movie, That movie. Uh, And then this is like, it's called The Banshees of Inisherin. And it has Colin Farrell and the other guy I can't place. I'll look it up right now, but... It is very dark. Oh. I mean, like, you can't figure out. It's about two guys who were friends, and it's this tiny, tiny little town on the coast. It's just the scenery is unbelievably gorgeous. So they go to the pub every day with each other, and they're friends. And one day, the guy, one of them is like, doesn't, he goes to his house, and he won't even open the door to him. His friend, which is played by Colin Farrell, um... And uh, he can't figure out why. And he's like, I must have done something. And he's like, you didn't do anything. (laughs) And it's basically just like the story of he just decides that the guy is, I mean, he's like, you're dull. I I don't like you anymore. You're dull. Your conversations are dull. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like every breakup I've ever had. I can't tell you how many times I've done that in my life to people. Well, you're. It's just I'm done with you. For no reason whatsoever, I'm just done. It's on HBO Max right now. You can watch it. And there's something that he he gets so tired of Colin Farrell bugging him to try to be friends again. There's something that he does that is so shocking. He's like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to do this. 
and you're like, oh, my God. I mean, and it just doesn't like it's crazy because it's a really weird movie. But I thought the acting was so good that I like it. I don't know if mainstream people critics love it. No, we're not ready for that. We're ready for Top Gun Maverick 2. That's what I'm like. There's no happy ending. Like it's not. And the the uh, the director and writer has said people aren't willing to do just really sad movies anymore. Um, (laughs) You and Royce should get together because you both like the same kind of movies. You turned me on to a movie that I absolutely loved, and I'm really, really sorry I watched it. It And it was with a really good actor. I can't remember who. And it's about an old dude and a young dude that live on an island and guard a lighthouse. I think it's called. The maybe Lighthouse. It's called the Lighthouse. Oh, my God. That's so good. You it's love it, good, right? No, it's a good movie, and I, uh, and I really love it. But I really, I'm really sorry I watched it, and I'll never watch it again. <laughs> it's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. It's That's in black who, and white. It's visually yeah. so stunning, and the acting in it is like it's kind of. This is kind of like the same type of a a thing where they two men end up hating each other. I mean, it's kind of the same story. Yeah, yeah. The but lighthouse, not really. I mean, seriously messed messed up. And at one point, isn't he? <laughs> Trying to bang a mermaid or yes, something? Yes, there's a mermaid vagina in it. Yeah. They show a mermaid right. vagina. Yeah, you insert mm. your fish I'm jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. It's been a long time, Ross. <laughs> He's like, I'm intrigued. All also, right. Also, uh, being serious, why are they guarding a lighthouse? Um, they work at the lighthouse. Yeah, it's yeah. their job. They work, but they it's way there, right? out yeah. in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Like, they only come around, like, a couple times a year to... Bring supplies and stuff. And it's really, really good. I would highly recommend it. Hmm. And then this Banshees of Inisherin. Brendan Gleeson is the other guy. Just Um, give away the ending. Or isn't there an ending? It just stops. And you're the weird confused. Part. What's and, the weird part? You said weird part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So if, I am sorry. Don't just know, don't turn off the podcast. Yeah. Turn right off now. the podcast. Just fast forward. I'll do it within a certain time period. Let's see here. Let me give you a. Let me time myself, and then you guys know when. She's to very skip sensitive through. about this. I always read the Wikipedia page I before I see a movie. Dude. Okay. All right. I don't gonna... want to invest time. Okay, you guys wow. who don't want to know what happens. And Ross, is this going to make you sad too? No, it's fine. Are you sure? No, I'm good. Okay, here we go. And skip forward to, like, <laughs> let's say in five minutes. Okay. Okay, so uh, Brendan Gleeson's character, he's the one who's decided he does not want to talk to Colin Farrell anymore. Yeah. They're not friends. Yeah. And um, he keeps refusing him. He's like, what's wrong? I don't. You know, you, you ha- I must have done something between yesterday when we were at the pub and today. Because yeah. they go to the pub every day at 2 p.m. Sure. So he's like, ends up telling him like, no, it's just nothing. I, I just, I find you incredibly dull. <laughs> and he's like, the other day you talked to me for 10 minutes about what was in your little donkey shite. Because he has a mini donkey. <laughs> and he's like, I guess and, he's talking about what was in its poop. It's shite. And yeah. he's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's what they call it. <laughs> right? that, and so you think you want to laugh. Like the first half of the movie, you're like, this is a comedy. I want to laugh. Then Brendan Gleeson's character ends up saying, if you don't, because he keeps bugging him. He's like, please, you know, and he tries to make friends. He's like, listen, let's just go have a pint and work it out. And then people are like, stop, stop bugging him, please. People in the town are like, you can't do this. And because Brendan Gleeson, he's like, if you don't leave me alone. He's a fiddle, fiddle player, 
really good fiddle player, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. If you want, he said, if you don't want in Texas, if you don't, if you continue to bug me about this, you need to never talk to me again. If you do, I'm going to start cutting off my fingers. What? On my fiddle hand with shears. And he's like, I'm not kidding you. If you do, I will start to remove each finger. And so it's so shocking that everyone's like, oh, God, oh, God. And so then Colin Farrell just can't stand it. He just keeps. And then something happens where he talks to him again. And he's like, well. And then he comes into the pub and he's just bleeding and doesn't have a finger. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, then... You know, it, believe it or not, it still doesn't end. He still, <laughs> he still continues to <laughs> pester him and try to get wow. him to be friends with him. And he's like, I mean, he's heartbroken. He cries like he's really, really sad about it. And yeah. um, and I mean, he end up, he ends up with no fingers on his fiddle playing hand. <laughs> really? Yeah. He keeps cutting them off. Can I say something my mom would say? Yeah. Who thinks this shit, this crap up? <laughs> I know, I know. God, and then, but the thing that's the turnaround, the thing that I'm like, you start because you don't know who to root for. You're just mad at Brendan yeah. Gleeson's. His name is Colm, C O L M, Colm. You're mad at Colm, and you're like, what? This guy is crazy. Like poor Colin Farrell. Then there's a turnaround and a switch where after he does cut off all of his fingers. His little donkey tries to eat one of the fingers because he'll oh, go and throw the course. fingers at his door. Of course. Right. At Colin Farrell's door. And so his little mini donkey, who's adorable, tries to eat the fingers and chokes and dies. The <laughs> mini donkey dies, and Colin Farrell's just sitting there with this dead little donkey on his lap. And then <laughs> this is the turnaround where you're like, yeah, because you need something to root for. You're not sure where, what to do with all these emotions that you have. Yeah. Colin Farrell's like, I'm going to burn his feckin' house down. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, no. So he goes up to him and he's like, yeah, you killed my little donkey and I'm going to set your house on fire. So if you want to be inside of it, it's, I'm doing it 2 p.m. And so he burns his house down. Really? Wow. Yeah. And you're kind of like, good, because you're terrorized <laughs> by this guy and how mean he is. And just for the fact that this guy isn't, like, nice enough. And so Colin Farrell's so nice the whole time. And then he's like, no. And you're like, yes, burn his fucking house down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry if you die. So hopefully people will come back. So that's been four uh, minutes. We, yeah. yeah, we started at 47. Yeah. We're at 51. So, Anyway. How do we could easily transition wow. uh, transition into Hollywood in movies? Number one, how who writes this? How does it get made? Who finances it? They must they must expect to never ever ever make a profit. And what has happened to Hollywood, where movies like this that are clearly clever and original and have never been done in any form whatsoever. Why don't we make movies like this anymore? Well, they did. And surprisingly, like it won all the awards at the Venice Film Festival, oh, the Toronto did. Film Festival, and it has nine Gold Globe nominations. But I'm like, how is this going to – like the Hollywood foreign press is weird, okay? Right. they're Not because they're foreign, but just they choose – which is why I used to like the Golden Globes a lot because they would choose things that aren't normal. All right, that's my time, so we have to stop talking about yeah, – well, I, I, I mean, I, there's a great clip of Matt Damon 
of all people talking Matt about what demon <laughs> talking about why Hollywood does not make these kind of movies anymore. Can he? And he's very frustrated by the whole thing. And basically it's that the public wants to see more superhero movies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But because he wrote some pretty good stuff with, uh, what's his name with, uh, Ben Affleck. The, yeah. yeah. With Ben the Affleck. Alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he, you know, he sat down with somebody, I don't remember who I watched it about a month ago where he talks about Hollywood and it's impossible he said to get anything made that isn't right here down this lane. Super mainstream. Yeah. And coming from him, you, you've got to take that because he's, you know, the, the Jason Bourne movies. I mean, come on. Every single one is the same. There's a lot of yeah. running, a lot True. of fighting. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing every movie. I'm so bored by those. I like the first couple, but then I'm like, I don't care anymore. You know, did you happen to see um, Ford versus Ferrari? Loved it. Actually, this is what, yeah, didn't he direct this? I think this, oh, no, 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 that was somebody else. He played um, Ken, no, no, I was going to say Ken Block, um, uh, Shelby. Uh, yeah. He played Carol Shelby. Shelby. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was pretty good. And who is the guy that plays Batman? He was in it, too. Christian Bale? Yeah. Daniel no. Craig? No, Christian Bale. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he was, he's a pretty good actor, by the way. He's oh, not yeah. bad. Yes. Um, um, James boy, Mangold is the director of Ford versus Ferrari. We uh, really strayed far from fairy forts. I don't know. I, I was really yeah. fascinated at the time. And I, I seriously, I have 20 pages of fairy forts. Well, let's fort talk more about I started talking about it because, uh, well, you love the Irish accent. And I'm like, oh, I just watched a great movie, <laughs> HBO Max, The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Are th I wonder, we? are there any movies or anything about fairy forts and bad luck? You know, and I have to say this just as an aside. I cannot get whiskey in a jarro out of my head right now, <laughs> Thin Lizzy, because that's all about the Irish and oh, uh, bad uh, luck. And what is it with the Irish and bad luck and all this nonsense? They're really heavily into it. And it's mentioned a lot and covered in this John Wayne movie, The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man. Yeah, I was going to tell you that. Yeah. There's a movie called Fairy Fort. It's about an Irish woman who moves with her husband to his family ranch in Texas, haunted by the rantings of her superstitious grandmother, and the childhood appearance. Do you three have any interest in spending 10 minutes on the murder she wrote television movie I watched set in Ireland? Because we can Je talk about that. Jessica went over to Ireland? J.B. Fletch was in Ireland. Yeah, she was. Really? She was okay. uh, gifted some land because, you know, she's friends with everybody. A guy she met 15 years prior for 25 seconds gave her a house in Ireland. What's what's the that actress's name? Um who plays Angela, uh, Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. She it, passed. Have, have you seen her as a young lady? Oh, she she's was gorgeous. gorgeous. So talented. Oh, oh, my God. She recently tipped out of the canoe, which was sad, very recently, within mm -hmm. the last couple months. Yes. Oh, by the way, for the sports fans, Franco Harris tipped out of the canoe. Over really? Sad. Um, That's too bad. But the, the thing with the Irish and the bad luck and all of that nonsense, and then the, the heavy, heavy, heavy drinking. I mean, seriously, oh, we, we that, do a lot of drinking is, in Ireland. Oh, yeah. And didn't Jesse, um, the bod, when he was our mayor, our, no, our governor, <laughs> yeah. didn't yeah. he go on Leno or... Uh, he insulted him. Letterman yeah. or what something? What did he say? Letterman, uh, yeah. He said St. Paul was, uh, the streets of St. Paul were laid out by drunk Irishmen. That's and everybody so in St. Paul's, yeah, you know? everybody in St. Paul is like, yeah, that's true. Uh, but the rest of the world got really PO'd. 
<laughs> and if canceling would have been a thing back then, um, we've the, canceled the Irish. The, the body, no, the body would the body. have been canceled. Oh, the body. Yeah, the bod. That was a weird time for you guys, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was interesting. Yeah. Well, I just thought, what a cool place. Like back then, I'm like Minnesota. They're kind of cool. Yeah, they kind of take risks. No, no? You, he wasn't. Uh, good. I don't know. Johnny and uh, Kenny, do you guys remember Jesse's uh, slogan that was on his signs? I do, no, because obviously I know people who voted for Jesse. Retaliate in 98. Makes me giggle every time <laughs> nice, I think about it. Nice. Well, he, you know, one of my favorite things about Jesse, for a while, uh, back, I don't know, 10 years ago, me, uh, Tommy Mishke, Jim Suhan, and somebody else who worked in the media started a band just to mess around a little bit. We played a couple gigs, and Jesse's favorite saying was, I hate those media jackals. So we right. named ourselves <laughs> the, the media, media jackals. jackals. That was jackals. the name of our band. Oh. It wasn't that uh, drunk guy who did mornings, is it? Um, oh, boy. Here Brian. Firing uh, shots. Wow. You, Just forget you, it. With, I better not me. mention Don't say it. Are you in the band? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Now, is me, Mishki. Uh, oh, it was. Uh, he doesn't uh, remember who was in his band. Oh, GR. Wonderful drum. You've been in how many bands, John? half dozen to ten i don't know in my life i guess john can we start a band where you just play guitar for me and i sing awful 90s music any interest uh, in that not really no uh, none, fine. none whatsoever to be truthful yeah but, not really it was very nice of you was, er, yeah, early on i i taught i referred to this zillionaire who's fall from grace yes um, let's talk about that sean quinn uh, he uh, was Ireland's richest man, um, fell down due to the fairies uh, and his decision to move a megalithic tomb. And at the time of this printing in 2011, he had only 15000 in his bank account, which, I don't know, to me, that sounds like a lot. Well, sure. <laughs> I, I, it does to all I, of us. We're like, yay, you mean we're, in the, we're not in the red? <laughs> I'd be walking around with my shirt off like, going, where am I going to go on the trip? I can retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, uh, became poor and they showed on ancient aliens, they showed this house and it was smack, yeah, smack dab in the middle. I mean, he cut it up really good and it's just a big, huge, giant, nonsensical mansion. Oh, wow. Anyway. This, uh, fellow that did the movie you were talking about, uh, Don. Yeah. Martin uh, McDonough. He's he's got a, a... a great resume. Oh I yeah, he's fantastic. Why they let him? Why they let him make something? At least, even if it is a little, uh, yeah, off off the beaten path. I mean, he's just yeah. He's was it in theaters? It when was. Right mm-hmm, uh, it was, but now it's on HBO Max. Limited theatrical release in October. It's a, John, do you have anything about how much it's earned so far? I I, I, I always love seeing how much a movie costs and then how much it's earned. I can look that up real quick. <clears throat> he beat him to it. This sounds like a movie I might have to watch. You and will. Please be, do. Be really angry that I watched it. One thing <laughs> that I found very interesting that's on the Netflix machine, there's a holiday version, then I think there's just a regular version. It's the movies that made us. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes they talk about how the movie came to be, what changed, maybe who was originally cast and who wasn't cast. But to Kenny's point, it also talks about every one of these movies, it's 
oh, your budget's only, you know, this back in the 80s for like Home Alone. Your budget's only $4 million. Don't go over. And then, of course, the movie makes like $300 million, but they don't know that at the time. But all that stuff is very interesting to me, too. Who's the dingling that made Star Wars? George Uh, Lucas? um, I almost said Spielman, but it's Lucas. Lucas Lucas was somebody else. Wasn't it somebody else, too? Anyway, um, making that movie, I guess, was really frustrating and hard, and he was working against all the Hollywood forces, and they just basically gave him the rights to the merchandise, and they were really, really worried about it. And that movie just made more money (laughs) than any other film in the history of time, and he became a zillionaire because of it. It wasn't Lucas, though. Uh, Lucas yeah. was involved. Wasn't it somebody else? Um, Lucas. Lucas wrote okay. it and directed yeah. it. Yeah, and then he okay. sold it to Disney, and then he All regretted right. it. All right. Yes. So it made, uh, the Banshees of Inisherin made worldwide about $20 million. I don't know uh, what their budget was, though. It sounds, from the way you describe it, like kind of a low budget production. Yeah, definitely didn't or, take or a not, lot to make. Yeah, not low budget. It just didn't cost a lot. It did not cost a lot. And no. was it shot in Ireland? Yes, it's unbelievable. The scenery. It's such a contrast to the topic and the beauty of the scenery. Like That's you're like, God, this is every shot is like it's right on the sea and it's like yeah, green yeah, and like yeah. these little cottages and yeah. oh with with thatch roofs. Please tell me they have those grass roofs. Uh, oh, they do. And what I mentioned before really helped that thing that I talked about I when I spoiled yeah. it yeah. for that five minutes. That yeah. helps a lot. I have a friend, and well, I don't know if she's a friend anymore. I haven't heard from her in years, but she was a fo- follower on Twitter. And she was a big John Wayne fan and a fan of that movie. And she went actually to where the Quiet Man cottage the quiet was. Quiet Man. Oh, yeah. she did. And and the cottage was, you know, nothing left but a foundation. But it was pretty cool. She sent me all the pictures. Uh, and that's just really neat. My whole, my only knowledge of Ireland comes from Top Gear and the Grand Tour when those guys go on road trips. <laughs> oh, Ireland. yeah. Yeah, and it looks really, really pretty. Mm. All right. Um I want to change topics here, but since we're talking about movies and it's Christmas, we have to throw in, and I know this is a lame cliche, but we have to throw in my favorite, and I'm sure you can add to this, Don, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas movies. And I made a list years ago, and I still have it on my wall. Uh, it happened on Fifth Avenue. You mm-hmm. absolutely have to sure. watch that. Yep. Uh, Christmas in Connecticut with uh, Stanwick. You absolutely have to watch that. You love Babs. Yeah. Uh, Remember the Night, which is also Stanwick. A holiday affair, and yeah. <laughs> that's your favorite, right? Yes. Yeah, and a Jimmy Stewart movie, actually, Shop Around the Corner, which I really like. Oh. I don't know that one. Where yeah. can one find Shop Around the Corner? I've heard uh, I've heard that uh, before, but... Uh, on cable? I don't know. I've never seen it show up anywhere, but I've heard people no. reference it. Yeah, no further questions, Ross. I just watched it two <laughs> nights ago. It, it's always on, especially during the holidays. Sustained. All right. Anything else? There's a movie that I want to remember what it is. It was in a compilation. I'll get those DVDs that have like six old Christmas movies in them. I love those. I like to wrap presents and watch them. There was a movie about these people that came to the the United States to settle. So pioneer people. Pilgrims. Pilgrims. But it was um, up in, I mean, it was in a cold area, Wisconsin, Minnesota, something. And they had... It, they were very poor, and then they started having kids, and they had l- a lot of kids. And then it was just like, it was pretty tragic. And I'm like, I can't believe how dark this movie is. The huh. kids would 
like I the think, mom passed away, the de- and then the kid had to find a place for his brothers and sisters at the end. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, no, God. It was no, like, well, no. I can't take care because he's like 12. And he's like, well, I got, got to give away, you know, little Sally to this family and maybe uh, well, Ben I, can go to this family. It was crazy. I, 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 I have a question for both you and Roycey. I have a question. What the hell is wrong with you? Roycey? Where, where you Roycey's both, not in here. You both like the same kind of really seriously depressing, disturbing movies. I just put movies. it on because it was in the DVD compilation. Anybody here... Speaking of depressing, anybody here ever see Manchester by the Sea? It's the greatest movie of all time. No, I haven't because I don't I'm like not. that guy. It's oh yeah, he's a creep. Yeah, he's a creep. The movie is so darn good, but it's so who's, I've heard that it's, it's great. So who's really the guy? sad. Who, yeah, who's, who's the, the guy? guy? It's uh, Casey Affleck, Ben's brother, who's apparently oh, very. Uh, oh. he's, he's had some issues with women. If uh, if I may, Kenny, do you like? I know you like old movies. Do you like anything that's been made in the last thirty years about Christmas? Just curious. Uh no. There's okay. one there's an animated one with Tom Hanks that my uh Polar son Express made me watch a hundred times and I would sit there and he's a little kid and I would sit there and break down every single thing that was wrong with that movie wow. and why I hated it so much. Are, are you a hater of uh old I'm trying to Christmas story, uh Elf? Uh, I, I'm all right with I'm all right with Christmas story. I've seen that a million times. Elf is one of the few Will Ferrell movies I can't stand. I want to that elf guy. I just want to punch yeah. him right yeah. in the ovaries. I just I, hate him so much. <laughs> I, I'm the opposite. I don't like most Will Ferrell movies, but I like Elf. So really? Same. Yeah, yeah. Same. I also yeah. like Bob Newhart in that movie too. Yeah, Bob Newhart's excellent in that. Uh, Ross, uh, as a public service, do you shop around the corner? Uh, if you have HBO, if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Okay. I'll, so I'll try also, and do that. Oh, Hulu, too. So it's on all three. Oh, Whatever. and speaking of Jimmy Stewart and Christmas movies, what is the one that Rook is always going on? It's a wonderful, wonderful life. life. Hate that movie. Aww. Every I, time you know, a bell rings, an angel I'm, gets its wings. I'm kind of with Kenny, and I, I never want to say it in public. because No, no, that makes me want to start a Christmas tree on fire. I just hate it <laughs> so much. I mean, you're punching men in the ovaries. You're starting to <laughs> trees on fire. Violence, <laughs> I always thought that Mr. Potter was understood. I thought, or misunderstood. I think he was—he was just trying to run a business and and keep his business afloat. Lionel Barrymore, right? It's a Barrymore that's Mr. Potter. Yep, yep, yep. So I never knew that or made that connection. I'm guessing that's Drew Barrymore relation. Uh huh. Let's see. I'm bouncing around cable on Monday night because there's you, nothing to watch. And, um, you know, obviously we watched Ancient Aliens till I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and then um, we went by the Travel Channel. And evidently the Travel Channel is ground zero for ghost shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. It has I, been taken over completely. And we were by, notified. What is, yeah, what is that? Um, uh, they just decided to go that way because they get so... The ratings are so great that all the production companies at one point a couple of years ago were scrambling. They're like, hey, Travel Channel is going all ghosts, and so we're looking to make shows. And so we had a lot of people contacting either members of our team or the whole team itself with the Twin Cities Paranormal Society. Well, I question who they decide I mean, I like the premise of the shows I watched. There were two or three of them in a row, uh, and I love the premise. I just don't like how it's pulled off. It's a show called Ghost Brothers. It's a television <laughs> yeah. series about the paranormal. It started in 
2016. And it's three uh, dudes, three brothers, black guys, and they go out ghost hunting. Uh, Dalen Spratt, uh, Juwan Mass, and Marcus Harvey, they investigate locations across the United States that are reported to be haunted. Uh, and it's led by Spratt with Moss and Harvey providing assistance and technical support. So, um, And they're based out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched a couple of episodes, and it, it just... It, I think it's supposed to be funny. It is. But it's not. Well, here's the thing. If you compare it to the other shows that a lot of them take themselves very seriously, this is very fun. And it gets great ratings. And when they go to conventions, it's insane. Everyone wants to meet them. They want their autograph. They want to pay extra to do VIP. Like they make bank because everyone loves the Ghost Brothers. Okay, think about this. Instead of those three guys, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, <laughs> and uh, uh, who's the comedian? Chris, Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Think about those three as the Ghost Brothers. That would be hilarious. But these guys really had an interest in it, and they are, they're kind of like, um, people love them because they're sort of like a new paranormal team that didn't know a lot about it. So it's like the common mm. guy doing it instead of like, I'm an expert and I know, you know, burr, burr, okay. burr, burr, burr. you're like, okay, great. You're all experts. You're all middle-aged or I'm sorry, uh, 50 plus white men that get hired for ghost shows. It doesn't sure. matter what they look like. Their face sure. could look like a rotten potato, right. you know, but as a Me. woman, you have to be like, you know, <laughs> oh, it's stunning. yeah, but there's all these guys that are it's just getting all these positions and you're like what about us you know so i don't know why this is driving me crazy the ghost brothers are they actual brothers or are they people who just oh, call God. themselves brothers so Ross, that's driving the, me crazy uh, in uh, the black culture the african-american <laughs> no, culture okay. uh, the dudes often refer to each <laughs> no, other okay. as bro brothers. and or bra or cousin okay. that may be that may be true but as a bunch of honkies can we say that uh second off uh don here's here's where i agree with you Okay. Yeah. One thing that drives me crazy because uh, you know, as Kenny uh, famously called me, the last pot I'm muted. I think I've been muted by him on Twitter. Oh, you have been. Actually. <laughs> do you know? I do that too. Hold on. What drives me crazy <laughs> when I'm watching the football? Are you going to talk about football right now? No, We're no, talking no, no, about no. something fun. You better not say no, black no, no. people. No, Kenny. No. <laughs> oh God. No, it's every sideline reporter they hire no. that's a female. Has to be beautiful. That's so true. And, and I'm not saying that I, I don't even like to. I, I want to tread carefully here because I'm not trying to call people ugly. But what I'm saying is, could they just hire like the female equivalent to me? It yeah, always has to be like an eleven out of ten. Why can't it just be a normal person that likes football? That's you're so correct about it, that. It I actually agree. it actually drives me crazy. Yeah. And ESPN the same way. All their women hosts and analysts. Ninety-five percent of them are gorgeous human beings, and they're a size two. Uh, Don, who was that chick who had the talk show that uh, publicly went crazy, and now we, she's uh, gone? Ellen? Uh, no, not Ellen. <laughs> a black chick with huge, huge oh, bosoms. Oh, oh, Wendy Williams. I want her to be a sideline reporter. Bosoms. She would be awesome as a sideline reporter. Sure. 
Yeah, with those things waving around everywhere. What oh the hell? This <laughs> wow. is this. You know, you thought opening door number four wow. was going to get us fired. Uh-huh. I think that everything we've yeah. talked about the last twenty yeah. minutes. So uh, yeah, I this was, one's yeah. Really, this one's. Yeah, you know, I was kind of curious about that myself, Don. What are you talking uh, I, my, about? My, my kid uses that as a uh, swear word all the time and does it in the accent, and I thought, hmm, that I wouldn't count. use that. It this, doesn't count. You can swear in other language or uh, languages or dialects this, or accents. Okay, all this right, good enough. Podcast will know. be labeled explicit, just sure. as CYA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt it was worth it, right? Because it's literally lines from the movie. Yeah, and they say yeah. feckin' all the time. Did it again? F-E-C-K. And if you're yeah. watching it with subtitles, which I watch everything with subtitles. Me too. Um, How do they spell it? F-E-C-K-I-N. C-K-I-N. But isn't oh, that, that just a swear word? That doesn't count then. It no, is. it doesn't count, Ross. It okay. is, but... You know, doesn't count. Let's get back to the Ghost Brothers. Oh, One episode, they've got a portal <laughs> of hell opened in a nightclub. There's a nightclub somewhere, and I've I been in read, that club. Yeah, it's a guy's a guy's name, and I can't remember. And now this Bobby Mackey's. Yes, have you been there? Yes, you have been there. Have you seen the portal of hell? I have seen an image. I have seen something in there okay. that scared me. Okay. And I don't usually get scared. Okay, yeah. before we, I, I, I've got a million questions for you, but okay. what I really loved about the Ghost Brothers is they're at the portal of hell. Something happens, and they're like, "We're out of here!" And they ran like hell and got out it's of there. Funny, I yeah. need more of that because that was really, really funny. And okay. that's like the biggest no-no in paranormal work is that you run. <laughs> No, that's the first thing you do. Yeah, I'm no, getting no. the hell out of but here. But like anybody, it's like Scooby-Doo. everybody it's, tries to be like tough guys and stuff, and so they would never run. It's like the number one rule: don't run or act really? afraid. I had something happen right there. Ooh, two things happened there. Number one, wait, wait, I wait, was John, next to the portal. Wait, what? let's let's background everybody because you know way more about this Bob Mackey Bobby place Mackey's. than I. And, and talk about the guy that lived upstairs, so everybody knows what we're talking about here. It's a bar. Um, they had a caretaker. He lived upstairs. The caretaker was obviously a serious alcoholic. He went crazy and s- went to the basement and started digging because uh, the devil told him to or mm. somebody told him to, uh, opened up a portal of hell, and then Dawn takes over. Well, the history of it is that there is a well in there, and this is a very old, old place. It's in Wilder, Kentucky, which is on the border of Ohio and Kentucky. Um so the well, long, long time ago, there was um, this this man who had a wife and or a girlfriend. Anyway, they cut her head off, these yes. bad guys, and then they yes. threw her head in the well. Right. Okay, yes. so yes. that's why it's haunted right. by this spirit. So he started getting, you know, the guy who lived upstairs, he, um, the, the woman, her name was Pearl. Um, yep. Her corpse was found uh, three miles away. And the head was not there. And then I, I guess they found the head in the nightclub. Um, so this is an open ha- You can go there every week and listen to country music. The right. building is dirty. It is sl- slanted. Like you feel like at any moment they need to inspect that thing because it feels like you're going to go through the floor. It's awful. John, it's like CBGBs out in the country. It's, <laughs> it's a literal, it's a hell hole. Yeah. So... Um, so this this well is haunted. A lot of the shows have gone there, and uh, you know it's it's a big deal. Um, I was down there next to the well, and before I even went in, I saw something else that was weird that somebody else caught on camera, not from my crew, but from another show. 
Right. So I'll talk about that in a second. But when I was down in the basement, I was there with the caretaker, the lady that gives the tours and stuff. Um, And we were in the pitch dark, like sitting there, you know, asking questions, doing doing an EVP session. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was right next to her. Okay, all of a sudden. I felt like she, it, and it's so dark that she turned her face towards me and was grinning really oh. big. And it's right next to me, you guys. There's oh. not, and so I turned on my flashlight right away because it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. And she's like, Are you okay? Like, she did not do this. It wasn't her. It was just like something in my mind or something was in between us. Oh. And I have never had that experience before or been that afraid. Where it's just like, it was like someone right in your face smiling and grinning. So that happened right next Mm. to the well. Then, before I even went inside, we were waiting for her to open the doors and stuff. It's a really hot day. It's right by the river and the railroad tracks, which is like a conduit for all kinds of paranormal stuff. And there's 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 a huge basement. That's where the well is. And a storage facility place. Um, there's just a lot of area for storage. And I got this vision of in the corner of the basement of this like really bad person wearing a black hood. And he wasn't, he wasn't, it was like, (laughs) I never ever used the word demonic because I just think that's BS most of the time. But he, it was an evil, evil guy. And he had this ball of like, if you think of like fireflies in a, like a ball, like an elemental yeah, thing just sure. swirling around, he sure. actually raised this thing up and it was all these green little things. And he was like grinning and he was like basically told me in my head that this is all the fear that he creates by people coming in here and he feeds off of it. And this is the fear and he's creating an elemental creature that's all just everyone's fears in this ball of weird fireflies, these green things. So that happened to me. I saw it and I was first, this was when I was just first on the team. And I was like, didn't want to tell anyone because I'm like, I saw this thing and nobody else had any experiences but me. (laughs) Was this your your Missouri team or your Minnesota team? No, 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 Minnesota team. No, we went down there. That was when we. So this is recent within the last, what, you've been here? Six years. Yeah. Oh. So it was like five years ago or something. So anyway, I had that weird experience and. You know, there are a couple people on my team who also are more sensitive to things and seeing things. So I told them and they're like, oh, wow. Then we go to um, a paranormal convention and there are people there from there's a couple of paranormal celebrities. And they kept talking about how they have this footage that they can't wait to air next season on their show. And they shot it at Bobby Mackey's. And they said, if you want to see it, come by our booth. So. Chad, one of my friends in the team, he goes to look at it and he's like, Don, you have to go tell them what you saw at Bobby Mackey's. So I walk up. I've not seen the footage at all. And they had a show where basically they were the whole premise every week. They would go to a haunted place and then they were locked inside for like 48 hours and they would sleep there. So this is the episode where they're sleeping at Bobby Mackey's in the exact same spot where I saw that dude with the thing. They show me a video of this thing that had all of these green little lights hovering above her as she's sleeping. Are you which is the thing that me? I saw and it wow. moves around and it's like it's it's like a 10 minute thing. It's more than 10 minutes and they caught all of that on camera. And okay. I told them, I go, I saw this thing and I described it and they were just looking at me like, "Are you kidding me?" They're like, "Seriously?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Watch this." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And they're like, 
So, <laughs> wow. Um, where do I start? I just um, saw it, and then they videoed it. Like, after, I didn't know anything about that show. I mean, I knew about the show, but I didn't know they got footage like that. I really just saw that, and it verified for me, validated the thing I saw in my mind. How come they can see things on camera or tape that you can't see with your own eyes? Is, is, is it your level of acceptance or believability? Are you not open to it? or what? Do you mm. have any idea? I mean, a it, lot of things are caught in, you have to use a full spectrum camera. So they're not seen in normal, like they're in infrared light. Yeah. And so you can only see them with infrared cameras, these things. A lot of times that's why I have like a full spectrum camera where I can, it's like a military grade full spectrum camera where you can in the dark see all over. From Okay. So part two of that, and, and let's, it's about equipment. And I know when you guys record stuff, you don't necessarily hear it as you're doing it. Sometimes you do, but mostly it's you back at home mm-hmm. listening to hours and hours of tape. And then that scares the bejeebas, bejeebers out of you. because yeah, you. kind of. Um, but these guys, the Ghost Brothers, have this thing that looks like a cell phone. Mm. And um, it plays, it sounds like it's um, uh, an AM radio stuck between stations. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a ghost box. Yeah, and then they can hear... Clearly, quite clearly, so much so that we can hear at the viewers' voices. Yeah, is, they come is that through. For, is that for real? Yeah, I have one. I also made, I I took mine and I engineered it differently so that it cuts out. I put a noise gate on mine, Yeah, some, some guitar, you know, instruments sure. and a reverb. Yeah. And so I put that all together and eliminated the sound. So... Which, so it, it's more clear. <laughs> yeah, it's more clear. But yeah, we have that. We we have that. I have that. It's uh, a common tool. Do you buy the fact that the upstairs caretaker alcoholic was in fact, I don't know, for lack of a good term, possessed? They did an exorcism in Bobby Mackey's yeah. to that guy. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think there's some real bad stuff going on there. And I don't think that's a common thing. Okay, now part. Go ahead, John. Before I, get I was to just going to say, I'll tell you what I like. I've been uh, researching Bobby Mackey's while you guys are talking. Yeah, and Bobby Mackey and the, is alive. It's yeah, his club. yeah, he, and it's his club. And he says he doesn't believe in paranormal stuff, yet he has all these wonderful tours and stuff that he charges oh, a lot yeah. of money okay. for. Okay, stop Cash right is king, there, Johnny. Yeah. That is my second question, Don. Yeah. Um, in doing my research for this, it seems like history tours and places where you could actually go, especially in the South, mm-hmm. around plantations and battlefields and whatnot, where you could go and get a history tour, those are kind of fading away, and we're doing ghost tours. Yeah. And you're running a big crowd of people through there. Are these apparitions, ghosts, whatever, making themselves seen when Clark Griswold and the family and a bunch of other white geeks are doing a tour. I, um, I, I mean, it, to me, it just seems like hucksterism at its finest. Well, um, yeah. uh, who's the guy that said a sucker's born uh, every minute? Or, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like that to me. So what we did, because we couldn't afford to stay there. Actually, we, we were at a tuberculosis uh, Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Sanitar- up the road about an hour away. That, <laughs> that was our main crim. 
main thing we were doing. So we just did a tour. These are expensive things to do. We didn't do an overnight at Bobby Mackey's. So we just took like a three-hour tour. Yeah. <laughs> a three-hour three tour. tour. So anyway, yeah, it's expensive. I mean, so they're not there with you normally. Like if you rent out the place for the night and you stay there, they're not there. And it's not really things that it's like, ooh, what's that projected ghost over there in the corner, you know? It's like you're getting EVPs and things, and yeah, you it could be, they could be faking it. Yeah. I just don't think that they have any interest because they know they don't have to. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the voices that we record, I don't think they're like have a tape recorder somewhere in our play. I mean, that would be absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. Are you saying at some point in life? In certain activities, some people fake it. Yes, certain activities. Yes, that's right, Ross. You Thank didn't you. Have to t- take us there, we were having a serious discussion. <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, Uh-oh. man. You need to get laid, dude. Man, if I <laughs> he's gonna definitely do it with that sweater on. If yeah. I, if my mind is more in the gutter than Kenny, we got problems. Um, one of the things that I researched, um. And I'm just going to read this to you. Uh, comedian Wanda Sykes told show uh, talk show host Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, Wanda's the best. She had seen a black slave ghost in the Jefferson Hotel, which I believe is in Savannah. Mm, yeah. And Sykes confessed that she didn't want people to think she was crazy. Um, but um, her punchline to all that is she told the ghost to go scare the white people, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yes, but it's uh, great. this was written by a very serious person, and she was mad, and rightfully so. I don't blame her about how these tours now, ghost tours at plantations, talk about. And imagine all the slaves, and we're going to get dark and depressing here. Uh, all the slaves that were murdered, including uh, the women yeah. that were being. Um, you know, let's assaulted. just face it, assaulted and raped, but only they portray in some of these tours and the one the lady was on as being a willing participant in this. Yeah, I don't. Um, there are a lot of plantations that need to keep it themselves up and running and repairs and all of that. And so they say that their plantations are haunted, but there isn't a lot of evidence. So plantations, you have to be really careful about which ones you go to. And plus, just is are they being respectful? Right. You know. Right. Um, There's a battlefield in northern Virginia that the roommate and I stopped at, and we were the only ones there, and it was kind of hard to find and secluded. And um, we both freaked out and got the hell out of there because it was just so, uh, I don't know, heavy? Heavy, yeah. Some places are heavy. I don't understand why you're not on the Travel Channel. What the hell's going on? They just, I don't understand. I don't look like a sideline reporter. (laughs) That's why. You look fine. You're, no, you're normal. Fine is not good enough. You, you don't have any weird, crazy, you know, you don't have a mole with hair on it growing out of your I nose. I actually, do, not my nose, but I have one on my chin right here. Yeah, but that's kind of a Marilyn, a little... that's a Marilyn Monroe thing. It's not, it's not on site. Anyway, but... and maybe I'm not, I'm not like anytime I'm interviewed by these production companies, I'm just not, I'm, I guess I'm not giving them whatever it is that they want and what they're looking for, which is fine. Before we, uh, I know we're going to wrap up pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, if I may go back to something we talked about at the beginning of the show, Dawn, you were, I have to do this. It's in my brain. I don't know why. When I don't know something, I have to look it up. You were talking about a movie with a bunch of kids and it was very dark. And yes. I think I've found it all mine to give. 1957. Probably. Uh, does, 
the dad dies from diphtheria because he kissed one of the kids who had diphtheria? Yes. Aww. Is that it? Yes, yeah. yes, and, that's it. And he and, was and, a, a logging community. Like he was that's a That's correct. Yeah, logging he, camp is a lumberjack. Yep. What is it all mine to give? That was all, one of the most All mine dep- to give. That was one of the most depressing movies. Kenny, you got to watch the, that and tell me what when? you think. The when? mom 1957. Mom, oh. mom mom then contracts typhoid and dies. Yeah. And after oh, Mammy's death some of the townspeople wanted to decide where the children should go. Robbie and Jimmy, two of the kids, asked for one more day, Christmas, together. Yes. And uh, after that, Robbie has a plan. He makes a list of families where the kids can Kenny, go one by were one. Were these immigrants? Is there, yes. is there any chance these were Swedes? Because Scottish. Oh, Scottish. In Wisconsin. Yeah. In Scottish. Wisconsin, that's correct. Kenny, yep. do you have anything positive in your pile of papers we can I do. finish with for I, 60 I, I seconds? Do. I, I want to come back. Um, I want to <laughs> talk about DK Mags, and I just want to bring up one item before we go. But DK Mags on Old 8 New Brighton, full-service gun shop there, my, my favorite shop in the Twin Cities. You can find everything from um, pistols, revolvers, to long guns. And uh, they've got a great sale going on right now for 9 millimeter. You buy five or more boxes and get a dollar off each box. That runs through the end of the year. Uh, and I mean, who's going to stop at five? Let's be frank. If we go in, we're buying 25 boxes or more. That's just the way we are. Uh, check out the website, dkmags.com. But, you, you know, if you're shopping for firearms, you're not going to see what's in the store on the website. You're going to have to give them a call or stop in. Both DK Mags and Monticello are also looking for employees. It's a buy five boxes of nine millimeter ammo sale. Get a dollar off. This sale runs through the end of the year. Uh, DK Mags on Old Eight in uh, in New Brighton in Monticello Pond and Gun. DKMags.com. Okay, I have to reveal what was behind door number four. I oh, I am intrigued. I do yeah. need to know. Is it worse than anything we've said? Um, and I just so you know, here's my info and look at the look at the monitor. Here's my yeah. info on door four, and here's all the other info. We gotta do the other. We could have we could have done a whole hour on this topic, but it starts like this. And I want to thank Vic on Twitter for sending me this. An elderly man arrived at a hospital in is it Toulon, France? T O U L O N. Sure. Sure. Why not? On Saturday. With a World War One era artillery shell yeah. shoved up his butt. <laughs> I saw that story. I'm what? glad you didn't. I'm glad we didn't. Why choose did he the put it up there? This is. <laughs> is this going to end up on the list that I give you every year of the things we put in our rectum in 2022? This is uh, definitely going to be on it. It hurts. I, I have. I. That's have. so pokey. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just a brown ball that's pokey, right? Here it is. Here it's it is. metal. He's 88 years old, 7-inch by 3.5-inch around oh. bomb that he obtained from his brother, and up his butt it went. Why? <laughs> well, Did they get it out? Did he these, explode? These yeah. were all things that we were going to uh, explore. Oh. Uh, you know, there's a show called Sex Sent Me to the ER. Oh, I've watched that. There's a it's crazy. So stupid. Like Ross said, there's crazy lists of things put uh, people put inside of them from uh, flashlights, bottles, cooking ladles, toothbrushes. Pint yeah. glass. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. My sister's yeah. worked in the ER for a while. Yeah. Um, so, I'm giving you the music. This is this is getting <laughs> uncomfortable quick. Merry what? Christmas to you and yours. <laughs> uh, Tim, you what for... do you want for Christmas? I just want a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'll do it for this oh, week's edition oh of God. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We're back in 2023. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. Sure. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. We should have skipped Ireland and just gone with ghost stories. That was so fascinating, well, Dawn. And so just, be, just because I can, here's how we're closing out the pod again. Hi, Floridians. Tired of trying to avoid Florida man, alligators, and hurricanes? Come to Minnesota. We procreate and recreate all year round. Spring on the lake, that's when we take our old car to the lake. Then we stand around and we bide our time, wait for the ice to break. Winter time at the old lake, cut a hole and poop. Warden <laughs> he says hello, you just say, oops. oops. <laughs> we also welcome your poor driving habits. Minnesotans drive too slow in the fast lane. They drive too fast in the snow. You lived here 35 years by now, you should know. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the cold. You can camp outdoors in negative 35. It's 35 below. Let's set up camp and live outdoors. <laughs> Don't need food or drink and you never have to go to the store except the liquor store. Please come to Minnesota, even though we really don't want you here. Drive safe and look out for deer. Tell your folks I said hi. And we're clear.